Before we get to this fantastic episode of the Tungsten Originals podcast, I wanted to make a note at the top of the episode. We actually recorded this episode when we were still very early in our podcasting setups, and we actually ended up recording this at Nick's apartment, which is a very echoey space. So you might notice that the quality uh, in terms of sound of this podcast might be lower than our previous episodes. Um, That's just because we were still getting our footing whenever we were recording this episode. However, I still think it's a fantastic episode. We cover some really interesting topics and i still think it is very much worth your time so without further ado here's the episode welcome back to the tungsten originals podcast i am joined by my good friend brooks hello thanks for coming back brooks and we are also here with a special interview with nick pellegrino hello howdy thanks for so much for uh coming back on nick um if you haven't seen the element episode with nick be sure to go to the tungsten originals instagram tv channel check out that interview we literally just shot it like 15 minutes ago and now we're going to dive into uh who nick is and what he does so nick who are you? Hi, I'm Nick, and I am Nick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you the next episode. Yeah, that's, okay. Okay. that's a wrap. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Um, Nick and I were actually roommates freshman year at SCAD. I think we met. How did we meet? I don't remember specifically how we met. Well, we met through the beauty of this app called GroupMe. Yes. Or I think group is GroupMe. Yeah, it's that's group it. Me. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Tinder. I was really hoping Tinder. you'd say Tinder. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, <laughs> that maybe that too. Much better story. <laughs> Honestly, it led, Tinder led into it eventually. You know, yeah. there's multiple levels we need to unpack I here. See. Yeah. I see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was GroupMe. We had that small group people and I originally found Jackson, who you know. Oh, yeah. Jackson is a wonderful person. He's a great Jackson. Who? Jackson Varney. Yeah, I know Jackson Varney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he helped us soul. shoot episode one of Element. Actually, there we go. Yeah. Hello, Jackson. He's shout a good out, boy. shout out to Jackson. Shout out to Jackson. <laughs> but me and Jackson found each other originally, and like I just we needed more roommates, and then mm-hmm. I went on the group me and was like, need some roommates, and Wes was like, hello, I need roommates. I'm like, okay, good. Let's yeah, both need roommates. Match. There we go. Done. Yeah. And then we lived happily ever after. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it went well. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. What if we've just brought in like a therapist, like <laughs> couples therapy? This is, this is, this is our, um, I don't know what it's called. It's, I, I scratched that. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't um, word. The, the definitely the most obvious difference is I think people would walk in and they would see your side of the room, which is like immaculate and just perfect. <laughs> and then mine had like one poster. <laughs> it just crap everywhere. Right, that so was you, the obvious difference. Did, were you there? I know Jackson orchestrated this, but I feel like you and Maggie probably helped if when you turned everything in my room upside down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. That was us. That was yeah. yeah. So Nick is very OCD. If you couldn't tell, and we um, turned like pictures upside down. You had a, t- a tapestry that we turned upside down, <laughs> and just we just did everything. And, and then, we were like, "He's gonna kill!" Like while we were doing it, we we're like, "Is this like a is is this venturing into bad territory?" <laughs> because like with some other people, it's like a funny prank. But we we're kind of worried. What was your reaction like? Yeah. I burned down the entire dorm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> what that fire was. Oh yeah. yeah, that was it. That was me. Lost some good Surprise. friends. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> yeah, man, really lost a lot of great friends. You, well, know. you, know, you got to do what you got to do. You know. I remember literally walking in. The first thing I noticed was just like the least obvious thing to notice because I not many would know this unless you've had the pleasure of being to my dorm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not that much of a we'll pleasure. Do some, we'll do some tours. <laughs> 
but I had this tapestry that was like a bunch of banana leaves and it looked virtually the same like from both ends but I could immediately notice that like the leaves were different and I was like something is not right here <laughs> and like that should have been the last thing I noticed but then I look around next to my chair everything is upside down and I was like what the hell did these fuckers do yeah <laughs> and and then we I think we left I don't I, I think we weren't there whenever you came back because we knew that it was just gonna be like not good oh you know what I did oh my god I remember what I did as payback and this is if oh, look no. at the Jackson because Jackson's the one I remember he was the one who like he, he took the fall I don't know how but reason Jackson's the one that I <laughs> Maggie targeted. And I avoided responsibility <laughs> even though I was the one in the room with you like. exactly <laughs> exactly so y'all you luckily you missed this yeah it's not that bad but like I think it's pretty bad I found every one of his snacks and he had a lot of snacks Jackson is an eater <laughs> yeah. and we I hit him all around the door oh, in the yeah. most like inconspicuous places. We didn't have find <laughs> stuff until we were moving out like two quarters later. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I was so yeah. happy. Oh man, fun times. Freshman fun year. What a year. What a. Oof. All right, we're not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna dive into that Same. too much. Um. So yeah, we talked a lot about tech in the um in the element episode. Um. And so I would love to just dive into that more because I know you have a lot of interesting thoughts about that. So I think we'll just jump in. The first one is one that I think a lot because I, too, use my phone way too much, you know, and I'm very conscious of it. <laughs> um, so, like, what negatives do you think net can, tech can bring to, like, society as a whole? Because I think it, whenever it was first, like, coming, like, being formed, it was, like, viewed mostly as a positive. And, of course, there are, like, incredible positives to it. You know, we can communicate with anyone around the world. But I think recently with what's been happening with like specifically um, privacy with like Facebook, Google, Amazon, we've been seeing kind of like the darker side of tech the past few years. Mm -hmm. What do you, do you agree? I do agree. But I mean, like with anything, there's always a good and a bad side, but I think the, like, I guess the most prevalent bad side in my opinion is our reliance on it. We okay. very much yeah. so have, again, like I mentioned this in our IGTV, go watch it on Tungsten Originals <laughs> or the Instagram. Thank you for a little the plug. plug. Of course, of I'll course. Pass you a 20. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Greatly appreciated. But um, we, there's a huge reliance on tech. And mm. once we like something goes wrong and all of a sudden like just like our phone dying alone, like people like freak out when they don't have their phone yeah. like charged and yeah. like that's just like a very minor thing in the grand scale of things where things yeah. go wrong when all of a sudden our reliance in tech becomes too reliant, too reliant, which probably are. And all of a sudden it's taken away with us from us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched a great television series. Well, it was great for the first season and then it kind of <laughs> dropped off, Okay, <laughs> but it was all about essentially that this like nanovirus went out that was constructed by the government as it always is. And <laughs> it essentially sucked electricity out and all of a sudden anything that's controlled by electricity no longer worked at all. And it's all mm. happened within an instant. All electronics in the entire world were all turned off within eight minutes. And it was mm. kind of focusing wow. on like the immediate societal impact of that of like yeah. society just collapsed. Mm. All of a sudden there was no electricity because I mean, it wasn't that long ago we didn't have electricity. Like maybe like, well, not, not long ago, but like in the grand scheme in of the, things. In the scheme of human history, yeah, it's pretty recent. Pretty recent. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, just shit hits the fan. Like, mm -hmm. shit yeah. hits the fan. Yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting because it kind of brings the reality to, like, oh, this, like, it's a very real thing. And there's a very real reaction to it. And it really kind of goes back and, like, wow, like, we really are attached to the hip with anything tech yeah. beyond our smartphone. Do you think, Nick, that there's going to be in the near to late future, like, a regression, like, a purposeful regression of tech? Because I've seen... This phone that just came out, 
it's a phone designed to not do anything but be a phone. Yeah. Yes. And do, do you think we're going to see more of that? More of like stripping, like the just the bare necessities? Definitely. more. I think the way you're going to see it is going to transition more to AI and also in a tech that's going to work without our interference in it and work more in the background. So oh, Texas, wow. I don't think Texas is ever going to go away where we are, yeah. but I do think Texas is going to be less prevalent and is going to be more running in the background rather than the foreground. That phone that you mentioned though is, I think it's called like the Light Phone. Or something. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want one. I think they're too. I think they're really cool. Yeah. yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah. I think it's super. It's such a cool concept. And I do think it that's is. something like stuff like that in general, like that, just like spec of technology of like less is more, is really going to blow up. A lot of different companies are kind of focusing on that. Like again, mentioned also on IGTV, the Nest <laughs> that I'm obsessed with. They yeah. could have a new one that's super minimal and bare, and they shipped yeah, out a lot of the features, that. and it sells a ton. I think that's definitely a trend that's going to be we're going to see more and more and more of in the tech space. Tech running in the background that's that's a very interesting like idea. Do you think that could maybe be down a a slippery slope where like it's making decisions for us or am I being too crazy? Oh, eventually will. I don't doubt that. <laughs> okay, we're gotcha. going to eventually see um, Mr. President be digital and yeah. be like a big green robot. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, that's not what it is now. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah, I need yeah. to do some research. Yeah. That, the wig is it, the wig is a wig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh? That's really interesting. But I definitely do see AI taking a huge control. Like that's like something yeah. we learn about this a lot within our classes. Like the importance of artificial intelligence and really how it's going to lead us. There's this really great website. I think it's called futuretimeline.com and it essentially compiles historic research and like earn trends and develops our future timeline. And it's super in depth and it focuses a lot on the idea of where AI, where AI is going to take us and like even development of like how smart it's going to be. Like hmm. within our lifetime, we're going to see AI that's going to be smarter than the human brain. Mm-hmm. And like that that's can nice. that's turn to like two, three, ten times smarter yeah. than the human brain. And that's like going to be something we're going to experience. It's pretty crazy. What's yeah. your opinion uh, or I should say, how scared are you about that? Because there's different people like uh, guys like, Elon Musk and Sam Harris who like, you know, that they see it as a, as a negative. I mean, like, like when it happens, like what was it when we hit singularity, they call it, uh, you know, like things are going to change for the, for the worse. I mean, do you see it that way or do you think it's going to be under control? I think it really depends on whose hand is it, whose hands it in. I mean, getting with anything, but I'm glad that people like Elon Musk are taking initiative and they're developing these programs, OpenAI, where it's going to kind of create research for AI. Because if, if it goes unchecked, it will become disastrous. I'm not, I don't think we'll ever reach, uh, um, what is that? Terminator? Yes. I'm going to say Transformers. Like, it's <laughs> definitely uh, not trans- Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> I knew it started with a T. No, but I hope we hit Transformers level. <laughs> Transformers. Actually, who Same. doesn't? Yeah. But I don't think I've reached a Terminator lever, but I do think that if it goes unchecked, it can become really bad. But luckily, this things like open AI that's going in development, that's going to kind of hopefully reel in AI because it, it can bring a ton, a ton of great things to humanity in terms of like health, government, politics, and just tech management, day-to-day life activities. I mean, I watched this really interesting TED talk about how I think they had like an, a surgical device and they looked at the accuracy compared to a surgeon, compared to an AI and then the surgeon performed, yeah, the surgeon performed a little bit better than the AI did, but then they had the surgeon and the AI together, and then that was like, it was like, I think a 1%, like, I think it was like a, no, like a 0.01%, like, I don't know, some sort of bad thing. It was, yeah. that, like, it was 99.9% accurate, whatever that yeah, yeah. was mm-hmm. within, I'm not, I'm not a medical student, I don't know what yeah, that sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it was really interesting of like how, like, when you combine humans and AI, that's when you reach opt- 
optimal yeah. AI, I guess you can call it optimal integration. Mm-hmm. Integration, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's hopefully, and that'll hopefully keep it in check and we don't have a Terminator situation. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> ideally. It's a good call. <laughs> yeah. I think something that I've seen that's in terms of AI that's really interesting to me is like self-driving cars and how they have to like, basically the people making the cars have had to grapple with the decision of like, you know, the car is either going to hit an old woman or a young girl. And it's like, those are the only two options. And it's like, hmm. how do they do that? Okay. This is actually so funny. Cause men- the second you said automated car, this went straight to my mind and it's like exact scenario. It's this video game. I like a lot called Detroit become human essentially said in 2030. And it's all about like when I believe androids become so human, like, and they kind of, singularity yeah. and they kind of come aware but there's always like little clips in it if like kind of shows like other current events happening and one of them was an article about artificial like cars driven artificially yeah and it was talking about like cars would of course this is all fictional because mm-hmm. it's set in, like 20 30 something but the car would like scan these people if it, if it has hit somebody it will look at like whether one person is pregnant if someone's had a criminal history what mm-hmm. they good what their job oh, is wow. and like make like, a decision within the moment of, like who is least valuable in society and that's the one they're hit that's the utilitarian perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, it was like Whoa. really weird. Like, yeah. Like decisions like that. It's like kind of crazy. And that's, that's AI. Yeah. I think like, um, I forget which company it was, but the documents of the ranking of which person it would hit or which thing it would hit first, like got leaked or something, or maybe they published oh, it. I don't know. And oh. like, number one was like a cat. And then it was like, an like, I don't remember the, I'm, I'm very oh. uninformed listeners. So I don't remember the exact, like, um, you know order of it but it was something along the lines of like a cat and then a dog and then like an old woman and it's just so like <laughs> like it's the, the c- old woman yeah exactly like why the cat <laughs> i know right like who made that decision but that's such a weird part about like automation yeah. is it making like human decisions like sure you can automate it's it's a lot lower stakes to automate like the google nest to set your temperature to 70 degrees at night because that's it's like machine learning and it learns that yeah but i mean i'm so good i'm not the one making those decisions of like where is this car going to hit well that's the thing i mean that's why people people are nervous now about it because i mean things are already becoming more automated and it's like who's automating them i mean it could be the person that you least want to be automating yeah Yeah, exactly making these decisions it's kind of spooky. And yeah. the scary thing is, like, right now, it's people making these decisions of who's going to be hit first, but eventually it's going to be the computer. And she's, we're going oh, to do the whoa. computer's mercy. Yeah. And, like, it's not going to be the person <laughs> making that decision. Oh I know, gosh. it's crazy. And that's Can't just, like, wait. we're at the cusp yeah. of that. Here we go. But I'm glad we're having these kind of discussions just internally, like, just anywhere and everywhere, because these are things that we talked about as we develop this kind of technology, or else, again, it will become unchecked, and then things yeah. can go potentially very wrong. Yeah. And then we have to check the people who are checking on it. And it's just like a cycle of like who's making these decisions. Exactly. You know? That's what people are really worried about is that when we hit singularity, it's like it's out of our hands. Yeah. There's not much else that we can do. Yeah. And I think the main thing, like I think Stephen Hawking talked about this a lot, was like AI in terms of weaponry. Like that was their main thing of like hmm. we don't want AI in war zones. Like we can have remote controlled drones. It's like we've had those for years. But when it comes to like AI with war, that's nuts <laughs> like that's you know i think that's the one thing that they were like trying to um really go against like that's the one thing where there aren't any positives okay. well i guess there are some arguably you know like loss of like less soldiers out in the field and all that stuff but 
yeah, the second you start putting AI on dangerous things like a car that can, you know, kill someone, yeah. that's very weird. I'm glad I'm a consumer, <laughs> I guess, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I'm on the side of it. But to yeah, be fair, the car thing's on. gone fine so far. Yeah. So yeah, it's so very been true. killing it. And yeah, they really have been. And it's like... Just reached one billion miles driven. Yeah. Uh, wow. With no driver, technically. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, like, they. I saw some stats that they released that it's much more safe to have autonomous on versus it not it's being really on safe. like yeah. compared really to just safe. like, you know, my car that can't right. do that. And the crazy thing about Tesla, uh, I mean, we could talk about Elon and Tesla and all that <laughs> stuff forever. That's just him. a huge big proper tech podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. What kind of a tech podcast doesn't <laughs> mention, mention Elon Musk? <laughs> um, like anytime a Tesla that's on, like the autonomous driver gets in a car wreck. It's like front page news, even mm. though car wrecks happen all the time everywhere. It's so ridiculous. You know, the media is after that guy and I don't, they get really it. are. Yeah. I just don't get it. But the thing is usually the ones that are on front page is because like the driver's asleep or something like it's yeah, exactly. usually like on fault, like not just with the vehicle itself. I guess there's that one time where I thought it was a mountain, the truck, mm-hmm. but I mean yeah. like still like usually those kind of incidents are also kind of, a bit on the driver's fault, but like can't always yeah, blame be them. user error a lot of the time. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I know when you're driving, like they make you, the car reminds you to put your hands on the wheel, like every now and then and make sure yeah. that you're like at least looking at the road. And yeah. if you don't, it'll just like pull over and <laughs> yeah. just stop. Well, they used to not be super strict about that. Like most oh, really? other cars, a lot of the cars have systems like that. And I've been in driven ones that are like that, where they do have these kind of automated systems. But usually with those, they're very persistent. Like if your hands are off the steering wheel for more than I think like ten seconds, it will like start like alarming at you, then pull over. Yeah. But no, for a while Tesla like that system technically was there. Yeah. But it was nowhere as aggressive other ones, and all of a sudden all these incidents happen, and all of a sudden now they've really upped that because yeah. it's coming real where like the driver does need to still be paying attention. Yeah. yeah. You can't have that constant yet where you can just kind of turn around and like look the opposite direction and yeah, just kind yeah. of lounge and like mm-hmm. your turn your car into a living room. Yeah, yeah, Not exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. So almost. do you think with all that automation stuff, like do you think tech as like a whole is like a very big grand thing? And I want, I'd love to hear your thoughts a as big well. Big things? It's just tech as tech in general. Do you think it's like taking a turn or starting to take a turn towards like, in a quote-unquote immoral direction like do you think the negatives are beginning to outweigh the positives as someone who's going to be working in that industry in the future i think of any again i always say this if anything that's always like that but i guess this is kind of looping it back to being a ux designer like being a ux designer is really putting people first and designing yeah. for people and hopefully with that is designing morally rather than immorally and we yeah. obviously there's going to be cases like facebook with Carnegie or that the whole idea I know what you're talking about yes yeah. with the like them listening to you Cambridge something. Cambridge yes. where they like Cambridge all the data Analytica. Cambridge yes. Analytica exactly yes. everyone has their info now yeah exactly there you go we're all, we're all caught up yeah but blame uh, the, zuck. <laughs> the zuck speaking of Mark welcome to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> hi thank you I think <laughs> hi exactly hi good to be here hi Beep, I can't boop. I, <laughs> Need charging 50% battery. <laughs> I can't say anything. That could be my boss one day. So I'm going to yeah, be quiet. Yeah, it really could be. I'm going to say nothing. Love you, Mark. Love you. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Zuck. Our future president. Our future president. The Zuck. The Zuck. But um, Whoa, definitely it like. Hurts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Please make no jokes about me. <laughs> but with um, 
I guess tech, it's gonna be again also what you're designing for because mm-hmm. obviously there's always gonna be underlying like money like everyone like who does not like money people want money yeah. yeah but like also kind of pairing that with like also designing for people and designing for things that could actually address certain issues that we have in life because tech has solved a lot of issues that we have and yeah like 100%. morally is great and like there's more issues that are rising every day like I was reading an article recently about how a really big part of reaching that it's just a little off topic but the UN like 2030 thing with like the um environment oh, yeah with global yes. warming how they said like after i think they said after 2030 like it'll be the point of no return global yes. warming something like yes that. if we don't reach Some, a very foreboding climate change report exactly <laughs> if we yeah. don't like basically get our like everything in check and yeah. like we i believe you have to like i think reach like a net of like only our 1.5 degrees celsius but a really big thing with that is developing technology to take carbon out of the air yeah and that's somewhere i see tech again like really finding very moral Standpoint that's really beneficial to human humanity, and yeah. that's something we really can't do without tech. So again, this but there's also like tech again, like Facebook and Cambridge. Yeah, you know it goes both ways. Yeah. Do you think tech should be like more regulated? Like either like because right now it's kind of I mean it's it's not you know it's like yeah. it's kind of the consumers I guess that regulate it. Meaning like if they don't use it, then it's going to go away. But do you think the government should have more of a hand in it? As a UX designer, I'm a bit biased in that, where I yeah. obviously like to say, like, less regulation, you know, because it gives you more room to, like, do what you need, do what you want, and, like, for innovation, you know? And also, I feel like very Texan saying this, because Texans love no regulation. That's, that's very true. We love the texting and driving. It's technically legal in the state, which is kind of insane, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. Keep, keep the government out of the cars. Just kidding. I'm not like that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do think that's a tough question, because... Like, I would love to say no regulation because it really does allow for innovation yeah. to really grow and flourish. But then again, like, you can take tech and it can turn malicious. Yeah. Very easily. And that's regulation can, I guess, be very beneficial. But then we're seeing kind of looking back to Elon. Can't talk without him. Yeah. Open AI. He's technically developing regulation for AI. It's privatized regulation, not government's regulation. But then we see government trying okay. to regulate things. Like, I mean, like a lot of it. I'm sure a lot of y'all watched the whole the thing of Congress interviewing Mark Zuckerberg about Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they like, knew gosh, nothing. They knew nothing. God, they didn't, they sounded like children. They did. Yeah. Actually, no, they sounded like old people because children, children. know more about <laughs> Facebook than they do. Exactly. I mean, You're right. And like literally, even the, also Google recently. Like yeah. I know, CEO I was, of Google. Yeah. That was so funny. It was, it's, yeah, it's kind of comical. So <laughs> yeah. that. Funny, but like scary as hell. Exactly. <laughs> know, it's, it's weird. I'm I mean, sh- like you would think that it, the only problem really is AI. And, like, yeah. I know that Elon, like, spoke before Congress once saying, like, guys, please look into AI. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's faster than you. And, like, it's going to, yeah. it's going to, you just don't know what's coming. And they were like, who, what's, <laughs> sorry, my hearing aids aren't on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, like, I mean, the, what could, what could our government do about it, really? Because I've, I've thought about it. I mean, like, if there were regulation for AI, by the American government. I mean, like that would that would take so much money, a whole new yeah. sector of people yeah. to like. I mean, like the government would have to go to uh, Silicon Valley and start hiring people. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's not the worst idea, but I mean, it. What's even the goal to like slow things down? To that's a, yeah, to that's stop a question. certain things, like to 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 like dodge singularity. Like, what would the exact goal be? It's. I yeah. think it's too murky yeah. to put a government regulation. On. Yeah, it's just. Cause like tech is huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean like what it, it's just, it's too impossible to, to like wrangle. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I, it's a huge beast. Yeah. 
I think as we get more and more younger politicians coming into office, we're yeah. going to be more in tune with what's currently happening. Again, they don't have no air gays to turn off. <laughs> yeah. They will definitely, I guess, probably have a more, because again, not being a pol- politic, I don't really know how to approach this in a political sense because mm-hmm. I don't know how they think, how they work, what not. But when you have these politicians who are going to office who are younger and grew up in the world where they see this technology constantly changing, they probably have different solutions, different ways to see addressing that. Because I think there could definitely be a smart way. Because, I mean, yes, it probably will be expensive, like you said, but, mm-hmm. like, maybe even more expensive to clean up a mess that was never, I guess, prevented, you know? Yeah, you're right. So it could be costs beforehand that prevents a much bigger cost down yeah, the road. that's true. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. I don't know. So there, that's a really overbearing, uh, overbearing, just a very big looming topic that definitely yeah. should be addressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, we saw what happened with net neutrality. I yeah. mean, oh, that's, right. that's gone. And I mean, so far, I haven't really seen any mm-hmm. thing, like, effects of it. I know it's, I, I'm pretty sure there's like a bill in Congress that they're trying to make net neutrality like a thing again, make it really? a utility that's protected. That's good. But yeah, that's a, it's like the power that ISPs have is, is really terrifying, especially like as someone who comes from a, like from a re- really, whoa, a really <laughs> rural <laughs> part of the country like my parents have at&t and I'm, they can probably only have at&t they've got 12 gigabytes no wait no that would be that would be incredible they have 12 gigabytes they have 12 megabytes download wow. and a phone and they're paying 40 bucks a and month. that's insane yeah a month yeah i know i and am it's all, nothing also we are also trapped underneath the over over at&t not a fan they are terrible not my favorite wi-fi and none of them are xfinity comcast sucks they're all terrible i loved comcast i had comcast when i lived in georgia (laughs) what okay well sure it's fast but you can't say you love comcast oh Oh, we are the reason net neutrality doesn't exist anymore (laughs) we're supposed to have great wi-fi through at&t i think we pay for about like a thousand up and down in texas dang we do not get a thousand up and down yeah at all and we have no choice because that's like it's at&t or it's nothing and we don't yeah. have any data where we live because it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's a new area. So there's like not really any cell towers there. So like I'm just like strangled when I'm back at home. Yeah. I have no choice. Yeah. But kind of going back to the question there, though, with that, like I think, though, with the government, because then that's kind of a part where government involvement in tech is kind of bad. Like net neutrality is a great thing. And all of a sudden now there's regulation yeah. where it's more in the favor of the companies, the big companies, the corporations like AT&T, Comcast, what and what forth of how they can make money. And they're obviously having lobbyists who they're paying oh, 100% to get these That's things all for money. And it's not in the interest of the consumer, more the interest of the big company, big business. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the only way that the government could even begin to wrangle that problem, that huge <laughs> world affecting problem. Well, I guess it just in America, but the, the countrywide problem, uh, of tech, uh, is like oh it's worldwide for sure yeah, yeah. definitely worldwide very, very true um, very worldwide. is that they'd have to be like everyday users like us yeah. and right now that's just not a thing <laughs> get some ux designers in office yeah <laughs> yeah exactly vote for your local ux designer i am running for I do, 2020 yeah i mean i have faith though that there's gonna be some private you know sector that's gonna hopefully do their best to like you know put some sort of like sensible regulation on it I mean, yeah. like elon's already working on it yeah because like like we said, like the government, what can they do? I mean, like, yeah, it, when it comes to tech. So, yeah, exactly. I, don't know, I have faith that something good's going to happen. Yeah, very true. In the uh, element, you said that you didn't really know what UX design was really until like a year in. So how would you define UX design? That's such a great question. That's such a hard question. I don't really, I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. So I'd like to. 
hear it from a designer. <laughs> so UX design, I guess the best way to do it, it's, it's such a stupid answer, but like the way I like to say it, it's literally the name, designing experiences for mm-hmm. users. Essentially what we do is look at how people interact with different interfaces, whether it be, it could be anywhere from like your phone app or like a knob in a car. And like, how do we optimize that experience to make that experience be approachable by anybody and everybody? Essentially make it so using it almost feels like second nature. It doesn't feel awkward. It's not much of a learning curve. You can just jump straight in and know exactly what you're doing. That's like our biggest thing. And a great example of this, and these people actually coined the term UX design is Apple. The reason why Apple is known to be one of the, like, the most accessible phone brands is mm. how easy it is to use because of UX design. And they invest heavily in UX design because they want to have that experience of you can turn on an iPhone Anybody, you can know exactly what to do. It feels super easy, simple, second nature, and just natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of like in theory what we and do. How, and how do you get more specific? Like, like so like, because that's huge. That's yeah, like I know. Exactly. Anything. Exactly. It's like, where do you go from there? Like, I want to be a user experience designer. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, like, where do you go from there? That's why it's so hard to put like a description on it because it really is so broad. And yeah, I think I it really from there goes of what you're passionate about. Like we, like even like right now, it's definitely clear to vie in terms of people who are more research-based, people who are going out in the field and really like identifying with users, sitting down with them, understanding the like, quirks and things they like, things they don't like. And then there's the end this, and then I really identify with the people who design the more front end of like the way of like designing the actual interactions mm-hmm. and like the actual interface you're using and stuff like that. And they both go pair in, pair hand in hand and you kind of fit, you kind of find what shoe fits you as you work in it. Cause I've done with them both. And after that, like kind of, wiggling myself around these different UX projects, I kind of found like, okay, this is an area that I really like. And then from there, even with that area, it's still super broad because I can do anything with that still. So it's kind of like within that, like what space do I want to go down? So it's kind of hard because it really is so broad mm-hmm. and it's hard to limit to one thing, which is good and bad. It's kind of great to have all these options to do what I want to do because I do, I like many different things. So it gives me a lot of possibilities, but at the same time, like when is there too much? Mm-hmm. You just asked the question, does it ever become too much? And uh, that actually brings me to something that I wanted to bring up. So CES, it was either just at, or when we're recording this, we're recording this on uh, January uh, 12th. So um, CES, uh, is it over or has it already happened? Or that's the same thing. I think it just <laughs> happened, CES, it which just- is... Can you explain what CES is for those who don't know what it is? So essentially imagine like like a mega trade show for everything that's happening in tech. Like yeah. going to like the best concert with like the best highlights like coachella for tech that's ces <laughs> that's a really good way to oh, put it yeah yeah it's kind of like vidcon but just for technology where is exactly it? i somewhere in cal probably okay. silicon valley probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've yeah. never been i would love to go yeah um and like ces at least from what i've seen i'm a big uh uh i also enjoy tech and i watch a lot of mkbhd videos marquez yes, brownlee on i YouTube. love him fantastic and he uh was just at ces and he was talking about how ces is kind of notorious for like things that don't necessarily need textual or yeah tech like integration but have it like refrigerators there was like that block of wood that was kind of like a google home you could connect it to a google home it basically is literally it's just a block of wood with like lights on the back and it displays the time and you can tell it to like play music and it's just it just connects to like whatever your smart home device is that's like, what my room needs yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly finally, finally the last thing i was looking it. for <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like when is when does it stop like refrigerators i don't need my refrigerator to connect to the wi-fi you know what i mean like what are your thoughts on on just full-fledged integration 
now you don't need your refrigerator to connect to the Wi-Fi, but who says down the road? You never know. Well, Very actually, true. read an interesting article. There's going to be, I believe, actually 2020. I think I read this like a, quite a few years ago. There's going to be a 15 devices connected to Wi-Fi per person in a household. Per it's person? Per person, yes. Whoa. It's like 20 or t- it's either 2020 or 2025. Like right now, I probably definitely have 15 devices connected to Wi-Fi. Wow. I'm also like a UX designer, so I'm, a bit of, <laughs> I'm an true. oddball. But yeah. I'm trying to think about how many devices I have. I'm thinking the same thing. Phone, laptop. That's it for me. <laughs> I mean, well, t- TV. I'm sure, sure there's something. Else. Yeah, TV, I guess. I've got an Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need the update. Like gaming console. Uh, if you have like an Alexa or something, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, f- so. I feel awkward naming off everything, but like I'm thinking <laughs> in my head and like there's well over. Cause like, I mean, I also have, like, I have like light bulbs, you know, and those oh, are all yeah, the Hue bulbs. Yeah. And those are all, that's one each. And I have a few of those. And like, okay, I, so I, I like they're smart awesome. outlets. I Aren't they cool? Yeah, but, like, they're great. I, it's my favorite things, but like <laughs> things like that, like that's the reason why yeah, 15 sounds like a huge daunting number, but those little devices like that, that counts technically as devices per. Yeah. But the thing is like, even with this block of wood thing, like right now it may seem kind of like meaningless and pointless, but like down the road, that could honestly lay the foundation of a great product. We might know what it is as technology kind of like unveils itself. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like for example, the refrigerator, refrigerator, excuse me. I give you a great example about that. Right now, it seems pretty stupid. Like, why would I want to have scroll through Facebook on my refrigerator? Let me just, like, check real quick what Sharon's thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm facing as I get the eggs, you know? Yeah, sure. exactly. But, like, a, a great possibility of a Wi-Fi connected refrigerator is, say, example, down the road that, like, I'm at the grocery store. What's in my fridge? I can go on my phone and immediately either connect app, a camera, or there could be a smart camera that I can identify things using AI. And, like, okay, great. I have... Six eggs, don't need any more of that. I have no avocado. Let's get some avocado. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a great way. And even then, too, yeah. like I watched this, this great video. I recommend anyone and everybody watches like Microsoft um, Future Vision, like Future Vision, like 2020, 2025. They make it. They made a few of them. I think the newest one is like productivity. Mm-hmm. But in one of them, this is just not the latest the one before it. They had a smart kitchen and had a refrigerator that was connected to the Wi-Fi to your dismay. But but what they did with it, they had this whole smart system that basically projected that, that, I guess, projected down onto the kitchen island. And it was showing these different recipes and all the recipes are based off what was in your fridge. So it's only showing you things based on what you have, which I thought was pretty ingenious. That's really cool. That's a great idea. Wow. And it's even cool. Like imagine like being in the kitchen and all of a sudden like your recipe is literally like on the kitchen counter. And like they had like a light going into like the pan and like the pan itself, like there's like a counter on it seeing how long till the water is boiling. It's like, like that's why <laughs> that's it's nuts. crazy. That would be really cool. Yeah. And, well, things is all real. This is all stuff they actually developed. It's all it's all prototypes, all experimental. But this is all their real technology. Like the glass in the fridge, you tap it, and then the glass would go from a peg to clear, and then there'd be a screen overlaid on the gra- glass, and it'll show where everything is in your fridge. So wow, that's like, that's a, that's just a fridge. Like that's just like a one minor thing. Yeah. Like that's like, again, like all these like little like stupid pieces of technology that we see, like why the hell is this there? It's laying the foundation for something down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people thought like mobile phones, like mobile phones back in the day was a suitcase you carried around. That's yeah, true. Literally. Like people will be like, what is this idiot doing with a freaking like suitcase? Like log around something just talk to someone with. But like that laid the foundation for the iPhone and anything else, smartphone, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like probably right now one of the most important pieces of technology that's been developed. Yeah. ever it's definitely the most impactful impactful so do you think like we're going to a world where like everything is going to be connected and definitely. do you think you'll embrace that oh, i i will uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but i definitely do think the upcoming generation because i mean like we grew up with it anyone generation yeah. like we actually even like also like typically our generation we saw the switch 
Like a lot of times, like people talk like, oh, kids nowadays just spending time on the iPad, like yada, yada, yada. We were there when people were still playing outside, like stuff like Mm -hmm. that and cul-de-sac, whatnot. But we also saw the transition to where everyone was going inside playing video games, stuff like that. So we are kind of at an interesting cusp of that. But like with being in that cusp and anyone younger than us, it's kind of always been there. So it's very welcome change that like, okay, cool. My fridge can do this. Love that. I mean, like my iPhone can already like do this, that, and this. Like, there's just something I can add on to yeah. it. It makes my life easier. So why not? Who knows what'll happen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, I just, we were around with like like Motorola razors. Yeah, that my was sister awesome. Had one. My sister had one too, Whoa. and I was so jealous. I wasn't allowed. So terribly jealous. <laughs> I was allowed to have an iPod Touch. Ooh, I remember. Nice. I, oh I remember like second grade. I really wanted an iPod Touch. My yeah. mom was like, "You're not ready. Here's a Nano." <laughs> You're not ready. Here's a nano. That's so funny. I mean, do y'all remember the trailer for the first iPhone? Like, yeah. what? It was huge. Yeah, People it was a like, cultural what? phenomenon. It, oh my god, yeah. it was so important. It was like, what is this thing? Exactly. Like, it's the future. Yeah, this thing had no buttons. It had no. one button. Yeah. I mean, like, that was huge. And the funny thing is, looking back at it, you're like, this thing's a brick. Yeah, and it's slow <laughs> and it sucks. Exactly. I'm like, God, it's just so strange. Yeah. So, I think. I could totally be wrong because I was a young boy when it was happening, but I feel like the first iPhone was the first time that like tech became a part of culture. Yes. You know, well, yeah. like a cultural phenomenon, you know, Phenom- and now everyone even like even people who are not user ex like user experience designers or people who are even like remotely interested in tech, they just know that the newest iPhone came out. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a part of like the, um, the zeitgeist, you know, to sound very pretentious using that word, but it really, it's <laughs> no, so no, crazy right. how integrated it has become with just like the human experience, I know. you know? Cause again, it's something we, it's all, that's what we know. We grew up with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But even with that, like it's kind of interesting cause like going back to like the idea of like how fast we're evolving is tech. I think I read a really interesting, really interesting article. I'm sorry. That said, if we if engines were developing at the right technology or microchips were being developed, we would have cars that would be running on, I believe, like nine billion miles per the gallon. Nine billion, not with a B, if not an M, nine billion miles to the gallon. That's how fast yeah. technology is evolving. Yeah, like that's just crazy thing about they're using that same involvement within like a car. Well, yeah, exactly. That's again looking back. Like that's just why the old iPhones were, sh- were maybe like ten years old. The first ones, yeah, mm-hmm. not even or yeah, maybe a little over. Yeah, like, like a brick. But like ten years ago, it was not that long ago at no, all. No, it's not. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's been, like it's not long now. No, but, like yeah. looking in the grand scheme of time, it's nothing. Like yeah. absolutely nothing. No, yeah. which is weird. It's yeah. terrifying. I mean, like, what's next year going to be? If if uh, tomorrow they released the tech that you could put in your brain and it could like boost your intelligence and like boost your efficiency. Would you do it? Cause um, it's how, ha- I mean like it's right around the corner. Yeah. I would, but my mom wouldn't. So, and <laughs> I, right now where I am now, my mom has final say. So <laughs> sorry, Donna. <laughs> Fair enough. But like, I mean like there's a, there's this whole time article about like how eventually we're able to put technology in our like heads, brains mm-hmm. connected to us. That'll make us live forever. Like, t- by 2047, I believe, of the year that they gave. Which, I mean, like, whoa, it's crazy. Whoa. Of course, it'd be for, like, the ultra-rich. It's probably not 100%, cheap, yeah. But well, like, at first, I mean, like, and then... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the iPhones were expensive. And now yeah. they're... Well, now they're, yeah, now they're more expensive. Well, now they're more expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anything else. You know? Oh, yeah. go back, like, yes, like, to, like, the brick phones. The friends mm-hmm. that were, like, yeah, the suitcase. Those were, like, a few grand. And, like, back in the day, yeah. a few grand. Which is, God knows, like, probably 10 grand nowadays. Mm. So like yes, a thousand dollar iPhone is kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, yeah. like looking back at it, it's cheap with like not really huge air quotes. Yeah, yeah, huge air quotes compared yeah. to that. You yeah. know, so yeah. who knows? Maybe everyone will be living forever at a point. 
in our lifetimes. Man. Yeah. Well, I think it was just reported that the first baby was born that had like gene editing used oh, on it. Another topic babies. that I'm, oh yeah, another topic that I'm very uh, uneducated about and uninformed. But like, I think the main thing that I've seen is like, the majority of people are cool with gene editing when it comes to like reducing diseases. Mm-hmm. But the second it becomes like cosmetic, that's when it gets black mirror type stuff. Well, I think the most, unfortunately, the most it's going to be used for, it might be like editing out, you could say like uh, autism. Yeah. Yeah. Or exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and that's murky. Yeah. You know? Very. Because I mean, is, is there something wrong with exactly. autism? I mean, yeah. like it, but I mean, huge ethical question. If you, if, if you asked a parent, like two parents that were two future parents that were about to have a baby, like uh, your kid has autism. Do you want to fix that? Fix. Yeah. Quote. Quote I mean, unquote. like, you know, I mean, like, yeah. that's crazy. They would probably say yes. Yeah. But do you, I mean, I never it's thought about so it that murky. way. Yeah, it really is. And I don't like that at all. Yeah. Cause it's like, scary. I know people who I have family friends who have like siblings and like children who are autistic and like, they've learned to love it. And like, I spoke to them about yeah. it and like, they would not have it any other way, but like, I'm right. sure at a point, like if they were told, like as a future parent, like mm. before actually experiencing a kid as that, there would probably be like, let's again, air quotes, fix this. Even yeah. though as being an experienced parent down the road, they're probably like, I, I love this kid for mm-hmm. that now. Yeah. Which is kind of, that's like very, that's a very like interesting ethical question. Yeah. I feel like if that happened, it would take out any, like any, uh, surprising, like new loves, you know, cause I mean, yeah, very I, true. I know people as well that like, you know, they have kids with, with autism and same thing. I mean, like they bring just this new beauty into the world that they yeah. didn't even know that they wanted. Yeah. And stuff like that, if that were possible, would just go away and everyone would be, the same unfortunately i mean same thing with diseases i mean like obviously you would never want a loved one to have cancer but i mean in some cases it's the weirdest thing but a disease in the family can sometimes do beautiful things if 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 i guess handled the right way yeah, you yeah. say yeah. it's 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 a weird thing i mean like so if we figured out a way to like literally purge the world world of anything bad things might become pretty boring yeah well, yeah not only that new problems will probably even arise yeah and like yeah. everyone being too similar like and like we'll all be carbon copies of each other at that point i know and it's just but it's so weird because like what do you do stop innovation do you like stop yeah. trying to cure things or, or like stuff like that i mean it's just weird i mean like it's so unpredictable yeah everything yeah when it comes to tech i mean it's really venturing into like playing god because it's one of those things yes. like you know on the surface it's i feel like it sounds like an easy question of like do you want to rid the world, rid the world of cancer? It's like, duh. Of course. Yeah. Yes. But then when you get down to it, it's, yeah, it's very murky. Yeah. Not only that, we're also going to see another thing again, like going the whole like designer baby is I'm sure the parents will be like, okay, we're going to get rid of diseases. Just make my baby like beautiful too. Let's yeah. make it like super intelligent. Also, we're going to have these like children running around that are literally like perfect beings almost. And Gosh. like at that point, like, what is that going to be like? You know, like also like it's the standard of like what's beauty considered going to be redefined. Like is like is it going to be like a common th- like it's going to be that's going to be real. That's why I think about a lot of like, designer babies. Like, what's going to be the social repercu- repercussions of it in yeah. terms of like everyone being like at least everyone like super wealthy, being super like smart, mm. super beautiful, but you know like also like they probably are not going to be like I don't know like I don't know I don't know, like these traits are also not considered undesirable and be just gone, and yeah. like it's going to even like. Like it's probably create an even wider gap there is now because all of a sudden these children will be born with these genes, but they're all of a sudden super smart, and we're gonna have to see like universities like Yale, Harvard, 
Stanford, anything that's too prestigious, all of a sudden full of these designer babies because they're the ones who are giving the genes. <laughs> and like that's going to be like wealth and quality in like another level. Yeah. You got to quit UX design and write <laughs> for Black Mirror. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. It works so well together. Black Mirror is a great television series. It's I would beautiful, l- yeah. love to. Yeah, that's awesome. They do address a lot of things we're talking about now and like what it could be. Yeah. Does watching that make you think of like your ethics? <laughs> oh my God. The one episode about like social media, I legit deleted my Instagram for a week. And like that, <laughs> really? like if you know me personally, you know that's wow. like, wow. I'm surprised. Oh, I am too. Like looking back, I'm like, cause I remember watching it. Like you ever like watch a show, like your movie and you're like left like at a state. Like, yeah, everything is not what I thought it was. <laughs> yes, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh my God. Like what is 100%. What is what is in the meaning of life, you know? Mm, yeah. And like that left me now, like, hey, we're deleting Twitter, we're deleting Instagram, we're deleting Facebook, like screw everybody. I am deleting my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But like it's just kind of crazy stuff. Like Black Mirror really makes you think. I have a question. What's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my credit card number if you want to see that real quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean Google has it, so we'll just ask them. Yeah, ex- honestly, there is actually <sighs> a great thread on Twitter that I found that it was this guy is like, okay, this is all the information Google has you because Google they like they make it available. You can see every little thing they have on you. Yeah. And this guy posted, but they of course make it hard to find because they don't want you to know that they know all sure. these things about you. But yeah, this is guy on Twitter. I saw this like a few months ago. I have to go do some digging to find it. But like he has like linked to everything and Google has on you, and it's like a crazy. It's like I mean like talking like. 30, 50 gigabytes per person of information. That's, damn. Wow. It's That's nuts. Psychotic. To think that your data, like your being, can be reduced to just a 50, <laughs> a 50 gig, like, thumb drive is, like, the most dehumanizing thing. Like, the only thing people need to know about me, can I can just email them. Oh, dear. That's what terrifying. email service are you using? You email 50 gigabyte attachments. Oh, my God. Hit me up with that. It's well, everything about you that on. they care about. Exactly. Very Let's not true. get too dark about yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> that's true. You're That's, a great guy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the surface level stuff. Yeah. Things yeah. that they can make money off of. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And if you get my account information, you're not going to get far. So <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> like, you'll get one order of Chick-fil-A and that's probably That's it. all I need, honestly. Like, that, like, <laughs> exactly. give it to me now. Google, hit me up. Back to the French thing for one second. I just thought of this thing. I remember I saw, like, on Twitter or something, like, someone went into, like, a what do they sell fridges? Like wherever they sell fridges, yeah. And they pulled up Pornhub on the on the <laughs> nice. fridge nice. computer, and they just Man. sort of left it like that. I love the future. Honestly, that's tech, y'all. That's <laughs> tech. that is tech. That's this. That's the direction we are going. Yeah, that's, that's where we need to go. That's where we need. One hundred percent. That's the route that we should be taking. It's the only route Thanks we should be listening. taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. They cut that cut off there. <laughs> yeah. So Nick, you will be graduating in a year and a half. Ah. Right? Because we're like, you're going to be, it's like June of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So what's your, what's your five-year plan? Where do you want to be? Well, my parents might be listening to this. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I would love to live in California, but like okay. mention California to my dad and mm, not good. He's not a fan of that. So isn't, five, isn't your dad a, a UXD person as well? He, he does work in tech, but okay. like he likes Austin tech as in like, Gotcha. No regulation, uh, like okay. low taxes. He thinks California is a bureaucratic state, which I mean, like, kind of is. I can't, yeah, I sure. can't fight that. It is expensive. But, like, I would love to end up in California. Ideally, working, I would love to work for a big company, obviously, to kind of see, like, how things are run. Every person says this, and I feel like I'm just, like, someone else saying this, but, like, I would love to one day, obviously, own my own company. I don't know what yeah. that would be or where I would see that. Maybe take an idea that I developed either here or down the line and, like, turn it, flesh it out so something that could be real. Yeah. 
I don't know, but again, like that's just like a basic bitch answer. Like, oh my god, I want to own my company one day. Like everyone mm-hmm. says that, but like, yeah, I would still like. I'm not. I don't mind being like a pawn in a major corporation. I think okay. it'd be kind of fun. Like they kind of see myself. Maybe like maybe I'll end up like just working myself up the ranks and just like stay in like Google or something. And like that'd be great. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just yeah. be UX designer for the rest of my life. Maybe I'll freaking like van across the country. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll follow up with you. Yes. We'll we'll do a follow up episode. Like it's like a high school reunion. One year. Yeah. yeah, yeah one year. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and before we we finish it out, what's your favorite app? And I mean in the terms of like that's best design because I feel like most people immediately go to social media. But I want to know like what's this well designed app that you just use it and you're like this is like what the type of stuff I want to make. What app are we sleeping on? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is my time to be edgy and cool. Like, where, where can I? I can't, I can't say something basic. Okay, Super deep dive. I'm pulling up my phone. Yeah, Let me go for it. Unlock it. Also, iPhone 10, obviously. Just obviously, so everyone not knows. Not a 10s clean. though. I'm, I'm really. I'm not. I know. I know. I know. I'm bad. <laughs> Pokemon Go is pretty. I'm just kidding. Pokemon Go slaps. <laughs> Do you still play that? I played my teacher Adam on it. We played again. Whoa. Oh my god! Actually, is this, that legal? Oh, obviously. No, BC, love him. He, we, 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 we sent other gifts all the time. It's great. Well, it was actually kind of funny though because I had I added him on it, and I haven't played Pokemon Go, mind you, in about like two years, like since 2016, yeah. like high school. You will get this reference because this is this is from our group chat. You might not. I'm hoping you don't. But my. Okay. Uh, Username on Pokemon Go. This is so embarrassing. Oh my god! I added my teacher with this. I added my teacher with this username. Is Scatty Daddy? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's hot. Yeah. People called me that in the group me and like yeah. that was the t- I made that in the time of the group me and I added my teacher and like we're middle Fox. You know, it's just like please don't judge me. And <laughs> oh of course, like right after that, I found out you can change it. I wish I knew that oh, beforehand. Nice. So nice. it's no longer Scatty Daddy. That name is up to t- up for grabs. If, oh dang. So if you want to be Scatty Daddy in Pokemon Go, now is your chance. I've been waiting for so long. But so back to the question, because I love going off. I think, okay, this is this is cool. This is edgy. So I'm going to sound like a UX designer who knows what he's doing. Hell yeah. But what I, if you're like Google app? <laughs> this app's so called um, Photo Album. It's really cool. It's yeah. really fun. It's called Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, love that one. Speaking of, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please, thank you. Nice plug. But... Um, <laughs> This app called Cake is a web browser and it is genius. So essentially, I'm gonna, like you people listening. If people are listening, hello. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can't see this, but I'm gonna show you too. Okay, cool. So essentially, I'm gonna pull up a nice little. I'm gonna Google. Give me something to Google. What should I Google? Um, Google tungsten originals. I guess I'll do that. Tungsten. I'm not gonna spell anything right. <laughs> T u n g s t e n. Okay, Tungsten Originals, right? So what it does, instead yeah. of going into a search query, they believe that the search query is stupid, which I agree with. So instead of doing that, Whoa. they have it so you, it automatically opens the first page and you can swipe between different pages and all preloaded. It's a technology that they have patented where it Whoa. preloads every, like I believe they ink up to 10 of them and it loads as you go. So you just swipe through different pages and if you still look at the traditional query, oh, okay. you swipe left and still access it. But if you just want to kind of get where you're going and really see the top results for what you search, it's all there. That's brilliant. And it's, yeah, it's like, I, I don't use Safari anymore. Like I am a changed yeah. man. And like, this is, it's a great app cake. Just like the thing you eat, you know? Yeah. But, um, wow. And That's then, like, really interesting. Just like the whole like, UI is very clean, super easy to use. And like the homepage that they have some nice millennial graphics on there. <laughs> and like, you can <laughs> follow it. Yeah, literally. It's my favorite like, band. Some, literally. <laughs> yeah. It could be. Tame Impala's next album is called millennial <laughs> graphics. That'd be kind of slapped. <laughs> But like you can like follow different like I don't I, I don't remember following these but I guess I follow Re- TechCrunch and Refinery so I get notifications of a post something which is okay. kind of cool like like a website article 
and like there's like games and everything and like trending and there's slices. So another cool thing, oh cool feature, if I want to search something simple, say I search, I'm gonna search. This kind of be ironic, Google, <laughs> and I can depend if I want to do a regular search, I can search for just videos, images, news, or shopping. So if I click okay. simple um, news. It will show me only news articles based on Google. And it's still that swipe UI. Exactly. Okay. Still swipe UI. Wow. And all they do is simply just, because this thing about it, it's kind of simple. All I do is just go in the news tab of Google. Yeah. But it's just super, because it, it really just seems like the process. It's a really well-designed app, beautiful, and it makes a lot of sense. Awesome. But yeah, that's, that's the app that's really download. Cool. Yeah. Shout out to Cake. How did you find out about that? I got an ad on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like this like girl like nice. talking to me and I was like, you're kind of cool. I'm going to look into this. Nice. Then I like it. I've been using it. That's really cool. I'm going to download that for sure. Do yeah, it. That's too. really interesting. It's great. Like it. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man. Do you thanks have anything that me. you'd like to plug that you want the people to check out? My Instagram is nick.pelle, P-E-L-L-E. That's Link my in plug. the description of wherever you're listening to this. Yes. Check it wherever out. it is. I don't know where you will be or where you're located, but yeah. My Instagram. Keep your eyes on the road if you're driving. Yes, please do not yet. Don't follow me then. Follow me (laughs) when the car is stopped, not on. Or if you autopilot, just kidding. Don't. (laughs) Don't. That's a joke. Do not autopilot and text. Exactly. Also, if you're listening to this podcast and you own a Tesla, can you just like tell me that? Yeah, I want to know. Give us a call. Give us a call. Seriously. We'll have you on for sure. I'd love to have a talk with you about your thoughts on the Tesla. Oh my God. All the. You can have like a fireside. Yeah. I'm going to go off on a total, total tangent <laughs> about Tesla. No, I have seen that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sick. Yeah, definitely check out Nick's Instagram. Um, you've put up some of the apps that you've worked yes. on before, and it's very cool. I love that thrifting app. Thank that was you. so Thank interesting. You. It's just so well designed. I will say my Instagram is not all just apps. I wish it was. Yes. I'm not that UX designer. I'm not that cool yet, but yes. it's a lot, of bad, it's a lot of bad selfies. But <laughs> there is some of my work on there, definitely, and some music. If you like music, very I, true. I can't link my Spotify. I don't know what the app that is, but okay. it's on my Instagram. Yeah. I don't know what else I should it's, plug. It's there. We'll find <laughs> it. Awesome. Well, uh, be sure to check out um, Brooks and I on Instagram. Um, you can find links to everything uh, in the description. Uh, be sure to follow uh, Tungsten Originals on Instagram and Twitter and um, check out uh, tungstenoriginals.com for uh, links to everything. And again, if you haven't seen the Element episode that we did with Nick, we just shot it. I think it was a great episode. We terrific. talked about some really fun stuff. Check it out. And Nick, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you. Brooks, I, thanks so much for coming. It's a pleasure. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.